The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today's date is December 20th, 2023. And just to give you a heads up, I will not be on the radio for uh, the next two days, you know, so, uh, and then also Monday, Tuesday. So taking a little bit of a vacay there. <laughs> of course, I got a lot to do. But uh, we'll be back on a week from today, okay, and for a couple of days. No, no, that's right. That'd be the first of the year. We'll be back on and then just continuing. In fact, let me just say this. Now, okay, good. Um, so about 20 years ago or so, on April 1st, I got a call from a guy who wanted me to uh, be on his radio show for one night. And, uh, you know, yeah, right, uh-huh. It's, it's April 1st, you know, April Fool's joke. And I emailed him back. I think it was an email. I tried. And I said, look, it, you know, I'm not falling for it. He goes, no, it's for real. He goes, let me call you. And I, I gave him a number. He called me. And he was a radio guy in Oregon, and he needed um, someone to fill in for a radio show And uh, that night. And I said, yeah, sure, then. What the heck? And so I did. And uh, he said, that went really well. You want to do it again next week? I said, Sure. If he doesn't show, the other guy said, yeah, sure. Well, long story short, we went on for two years like this. It was just, it was just me uh, and the host uh, weekly. So that was two years of radio. So this coming um, December, uh, January 2nd will be 19 years that I've been doing radio five days a week. So 19 plus 2, 21 years of radio I've uh, been doing uh, next year. And, um, yeah, praise God, you know, I've been doing radio for a long time. I can't believe I've been doing radio that long. Wow. But anyway, speaking of which, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to, let's see, let's get to Alan from Virginia. Alan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going. I'm hanging in there. What do you got, man? So I was trying to do... um, a word study uh, starting from Genesis and kind of going temporally through the books of the Bible. Um, And there's a lot with Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 that I wanted to run by you to see what you thought. Sure. Okay. So the word for heavens using the NASB 95, on uh, the Blue Letter Bible, that um, same word, it's Shamayim, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Shamayim. Shamayim, yes. Yep. And that can be used to mean heaven, heavens, sky, etc. So yes. in in verse 1, I'm assuming it means heavens in this case. Or is it is it the just the third heaven or just the the first or something like that? Well, actually you know it may it may Sorry, go ahead. All right. So it's a plural form. It's a noun, common, masculine, plural, absolute in Hebrew. Now, I'm not 
uh, saying, I know all this from memory. I have my tools, and it's telling me. So the word form there is plural, so it's saying heavens. Now, in Jewish cosmology, there are three heavens. The first was uh, where the air, the birds, clouds are. The second is the sun, moon, stars. And the third, the dwelling place of God. So the creation of heavens is probably dealing with the first and the second, the universe and the planet Earth and things like that. Okay? Okay. And then we get to the Earth, which is, I think, Eris. Um, yeah. And I tried going under, and I tried to understand verses 1 and 2, if I put the word land for earth there, but it doesn't make much sense to me to put land there and not world there. Um, because in Genesis 1-2, it speaks of the deep and the waters um, there, and it doesn't speak about water creation there. So it makes me think that the waters were a part of the earth, Um and it's not using the land definition of Eris. Would you agree okay. with that? Okay, well, let, let me just back up. First of all, you've got to understand that the Hebrew is different than Greek. Hebrew is not as precise in its language as the Greek structures are in the New Testament. Greek is a very robust language, and it'd be difficult for a single individual to memorize all of the vocabulary. It's just that vast and differentiated. Hebrew, on the other hand, is not like that. Hebrew is different. One word can have many different meanings in different contexts. That's not to say every word has many meanings, but it's to say that a word has what we call a semantic domain. What I would recommend you do is to understand, first of all, that words have contextual meaning. Second, I would mm -hmm. go with what the scholars and the experts have uh, have translated as and really lean on on that a great deal and i i know of cults or what they'll do i'm not saying they're doing this but i'm just saying what some cultists will do is take a word whatever it is and they'll find a range of meanings in it and then they'll take it as it occurs in a different context and then they'll twist the original context of something and then make it say something different it's called illegitimate mm -hmm. totality transfer. You know, cults do that and uh, stuff like that. But nevertheless, so when you go to uh, text comparisons of different Bibles, which I always recommend you do, because the scholars are doing this for a reason, and I tend to trust them. And so NESB, ESV, uh, both say heavens and earth. The King James says heaven and earth. New King James says heavens and earth as does the RSV, the LEB, the uh, NIV. And uh, the Septuagint, which is Greek translation, says Uranon Kaitain Gain, which is heaven and earth. It's, it's, that's the word for heaven, Uranus. So then the CSB says heavens and earth, the Tanakh, heaven and earth, the Net Bible, heaven and earth. Dewey Rames, Heaven and Earth, ASV, Heavens and Earth, HCSB, Heavens and Earth. Okay. So there's a lot of translations, and there's a slight plurality issue, Heaven and Earth, or Heavens and Earth. Uh, I don't see any problem there. And the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation done by the Jews, says uh, Uranon uh, Kaitain Gain, so Heaven and Earth. Okay? So that's what I would go with. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's one more thing, if that's all right. 
Um, I'm trying to understand the difference between um, this uh, tohu and bohu. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so uh, tohu and bohu, formless and void. Because um, what, what I'm wondering is, when it says formless and void, is it like a truly, truly kind of thing, or is it there's a difference? Oh, there's a difference. Because, um, Mm-hmm. Okay, because they both can apparently mean emptiness. Yeah. And I'm wondering why they chose... I'm wondering if the reason they use tohu first is because they're not referring to emptiness in that word. Or they're referring to, like, shape. And in, in the void uh, with bohu, they're referring to emptiness there. Well, here we go. So tohu, which is formless, uh, occurs 20 times in the Hebrew Bible. And it's translated into the English in the NESB as formless, waste, futile, nothing, empty, uh, meaningless, desolation, uh, waste, nothing, futile, chaos. Okay? And the word for... uh, uh, Bohu is only occurs three times, and it's uh, translated in Genesis one two as void, and in thirty four eleven of Isaiah, it's uh, emptiness, desolation, and then um, in Jeremiah four twenty three it says void. So it's formless and void. Let me just say that. The Bible says, for example, uh, stretching out the heavens like a curtain. There, in physics, there's talk about space being stretched out, literally stretched. The universe, for example, is increasing in speed of its expansion. It's not decreasing. You'd think it'd be decreasing because gravity is inversely proportional to the square of the distance. And all gravitational work done by all bodies in the universe is moving back towards the central area. And so you'd gradually, uh, you'd expect that the universe would be slowing down in its expansion and then come back and collapse. And then it's called a cyclic model. But it doesn't happen. There's an invent dark, uh, dark energy to explain the idea of the increase. I want to talk to an astrophysicist about this because I, I, I suspect that the universe itself the very thing of, t- of this material called space-time, not a great phrase, material love, but space-time, the fabric of whatever it is, is stretching out, and I think it looks, it's an eternal thing. Anyway, any rate, so mm-hmm. when it says formless and void, you can have something in a void that is formless. Because you can have a void where there's nothing there. Now, in the universe between galaxy clusters there are these uh, things called voids and there's nothing in them but there is there's energy in them and there are subatomic particles and there's varying things space is not empty a lot of people think it's just nothing there but that's not the case I remember reading something about a cubic centimeter of 
of, of the vacuum of space has you know a kabillion whatever's of energy in it. It's just incredible because it's dealing with the very mm -hmm. nature of, of space itself as a not the word substance, but there's something to it. And when I, the reason I bring this up is because when I read stuff like the earth was formless and void, I'm thinking the Bible knows stuff. God knows stuff, and he's putting things there for a reason, and we have to discover them. The void is mm -hmm. generally understood as an emptiness, and formlessness can be with the void. You could have something in a void that doesn't look like it has any form or essence, like energy or whatever it is, dark matter as some call it, which is just a, a mass that's supposed to be 98% of all the universe, but it has no, uh, it's not measurable and detectable so far. <laughs> this is what the scientists are making up. Anyway, so it's called dark matter. So is there something there that it really is dark matter with dark energy? And I think some of this stuff is going on there with uh, formless and void. Okay? Make sense? Mm -hmm. what, what, yeah. Uh, one of my uh, initial interpretations of it is that T Tohu is not talking about the characteristic of the world per se, but that nothing was on or within it. So that was my could interpretation be. of yeah. that. It could be. What I would do is, is go uh, look at some commentaries uh, on this, just those uh, words, mm -hmm. and see if you know anybody with some scientific understanding could say, you know what, this is interesting because, not that it's absolutely correct, but... Um, it might be interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that brought up me trying to learn it like this is I was thinking each verse has at least a purpose for being there. Oh, Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. And our job is to discover it. Okay. Yep. It, it, that's absolutely the case. Hey, we have a break. Hold on, okay, buddy. Hold on. Hey, folks. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. I hope this is interesting. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, I want to welcome back to the show as soon as the producer reactivates Alan. We'll get him back on the air. And I just want to remind everybody that we uh, stay on there by your support. Please consider supporting us. We're doing a matching funds drive for the month of December. If you were to support us in any way, you know, financially, uh, it'll be doubled. So if you uh, support us with $10, it'll be made into 20 If you support us with $5 a month uh, for the next year, that will be $60, which will be added and doubled. And if you are interested in supporting us and you want to do that because you like what you hear and hopefully uh, you want that to continue, then please go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. And all the information you need is right there, including a P.O. box if you're interested in doing it by snail mail. A lot of people do that, and we, we appreciate that as well. All right, now let's get back on the air. How come I can't activate Al? Alan, I can't activate. You Come on, there we go. Okay, he's on. All right, buddy. Hey. Okay, now. Hey, so, go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, but yeah, so my thinking was that because I, like many people, probably just go and kind of skim the Bible, um, and you know, pastors may do it, people may do it when they're just reading and stuff. So some people would be like. Mm -hmm blowing through Genesis chapter one in like five minutes or whatever. Right. Um, but I'm, my, I'm, I've, today I started to think about 
I don't understand a lot of it. I don't understand uh, Jewish and Hebrew culture. And I haven't done word studies really before. And I'm like, I'm probably missing out a lot of critical information by not doing it. And I should probably start from the beginning with Genesis and do an in-depth study of each each verse and the words within it. Um, that'll, that'll be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, I spent already like probably two hours on just two verses, and I'm not even fully done with those. <laughs> Welcome to study. That's what happens. Yeah. And what often happens is you go down these rabbit trails. Some of them are really valuable, and you learn a lot. And other ones, you're like, what did I do that for? I didn't learn anything. And then you back up and you keep going. And that's just part of what it means to to research. But I do have a recommendation for you. If you were to go to khouse.org, the letter K, that's for Quinania, but khouse.org, Chuck Missler did a lot of commentaries and he did some stuff on Genesis and it might cost a little I don't know but it'd be worth uh, you uh, getting his commentaries on Genesis okay seriously okay and I appreciate it do you have anyone that go ahead sorry go ahead I was gonna say you also go to creation dot I think it's dot com and they'll have commentaries on on Genesis as well from a science uh, point of view okay Right. Okay, is it, is it so? It's like a secular point of view for Genesis. Oh no, these are these are Christians. Okay, okay. He said science. I'm assuming. Uh, I assumed you meant. Okay. Yeah, he was a he's a, an incredibly uh, valuable. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, but uh, I used to go study under him in Southern California. I'd go to his stu- studies. I've listened to hundreds of hours of his material. I've learned a great deal from Chuck Nestler. And you won't regret studying with him. Now, he's pre-trib rapture and all that stuff, and I don't agree with that, but hey, so what? Uh, when I do, during the summer, when I, I walk around my block, it takes an hour to walk around the block. And, uh, oh, not, mm-hmm. excuse me, it's, it's a one-mile uh, run, that uh, one-mile run, so I do, it takes 20 minutes. But at any rate, um, I listen to Chuck Missler a lot on my headphones. I just listen, and I'm always learning something. Oh, I forgot about that, forgot about this. And sometimes it's kind of cursory, and he's going through, but it, it's worth looking. It is worth checking them out, okay? And go to, um, also go to, uh, uh, I think it's Genesis, no, it's, uh, what's it, create, Paul? I mean, uh, Charlie, it's creation.org or .com. .com? And just go, one of those, and just go check it out and look up stuff on Genesis. And you might want to go to the Discovery Institute and see what they have to say about the this stuff, too. The Discovery Institute. There's a lot of scientists there. And they're Christians. Okay. Okay. Creation.com. Cool. Um, nice. Thank you for the resources. Sure. Um, no problem, man. Okay. Well, one more question, if it's all right. Sure. Because you mentioned uh, Bohu being used in three places. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bohu, sorry. I'm probably mispronouncing. Or Bohu, yeah. <laughs> probably mispronouncing all of these. No, that's good. Um, that's right. That's good. Um, for Isaiah 3411. Why do you think they used Bohu instead of Tohu? You mean why did God use it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. If they ask God that one, he probably, <laughs> the generic answer would be, is because he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> now, why did that particular writer, Isaiah, in his mind, what was going on? Don't know. But you got to remember, the Holy Spirit would work through them. 
and bring them to the place of saying certain things or writing certain things. So, as mm-hmm. it says there, uh, it's uh, bohu and bohu, yes. It's uh, bo tohu. Oh, no, no, no. It's tohu and bohu. Again, ooh, interesting. In uh, Isaiah 43.11, uh, and he will stretch out over it the line of desolation, but it's uh, or the line of formlessness, and then and the plumb line of emptiness. So yeah, that's what it so, says. See, I'm wondering why they chose that order of <laughs> those words. You know what I mean? Like, there it has to be a reason. It's it's okay. black and blue instead of blue and black. It could be just something like mm-hmm. that. It could be just a, the way it rolls in that language is just a, a, a more pleasant and easier thing to say. And that's perfectly legit. So, yeah. you know, tohu and bohu. Tohu or bohu and tohu. No, tohu and bohu is easier. See? Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. I have like, no idea that. Instead of talk tickets, TikTok. Yeah, it's talk tick instead of tick tock. Yeah, right. It it could be something like that, you know. It's something sometimes it's as simple as that, you know, uh, because it's just in, easier linguistically to pronounce it. So that's why could be, but it could be a theological yeah, thing as well. So you should study it. And let me know what you find. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a reason why I want to learn Hebrew and um, going Greek, so I can understand and like the culture of it some, so I can um, understand if situations like that if that's a, the, maybe the reason why it's used in certain situations yeah I would uh, you're asking for a lot <laughs> learn those I know wow, you have no idea what you're asking <laughs> um, what you're asking for is to beat yourself up with all kinds of books and rules of grammar that are insanely difficult and torturous and then you want to do the oh, no. some more that's, that's what's basically what you're asking for you know, and uh, the yeah, I hate at schooling. It. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> I hate what's schooling that? too. I hate. I, I I I like to research because it's kind of like a, I guess ADHD kind of thing or like OCD. I guess more specifically, and I, I don't enjoy research. <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, it, it's very valuable. I, I learn a great deal through word studies and research projects like this. Like when I wrote on annihilationism, I wrote 182 articles related to and in support of the articles I wrote on annihilationism. I learned a great deal. That's what happens when you study. All right? There's a break, buddy. We've got to go. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Okay, man. Come on. Hey, we lost the guy who's going to ask about uh, the Book of Wisdom. That would have been an interesting discussion. And so, anyway, we have nobody waiting. If you want to call me, 877 207 2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on the air here. Let's talk to, let's see, that'd be Winfield from North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, how are you? Oh, let me check. Uh, I'm doing okay. Yep, I had to check. You know, doing good. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm calling concerning Isaiah forty-five eleven. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm I'm struggling with the piece that talks about his maker. Oh, okay. And I was hoping that maybe you could just look at that and say and straighten me out. Sure. There's two ways to understand his in the context. Uh, his maker could be related to he is being made by something, or he and his maker. He is the one doing it, and, and he is of God. So there's a sense, you know, uh, where the word and his maker can be uh, distinctive or identity and predication. So thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker. Well, who's maker? Who's the object of his? It's called the, the antecedent. So let's look back a little bit further. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. Okay, so his is a, a created thing, like a person. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of earth will the day say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing to, you're making say, he has no hands. Woe to him who says to his father, what are you begetting? Or a woman, what are you giving birth? Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker. So the his, the antecedent, refers back to the vessel created people. That's where uh, the individuals, okay? Gotcha. So, right. so, you, you, so you're saying that the his actually points back to then verse sure. 9. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. And, yeah, because that's what it says, has the same phrase in verse 9. It rolls with his maker. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I figured it was easy. I just, I guess I'm just brain dead sometimes. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. In Hosea, it says, uh, 8.14, for Israel has forgotten his maker and his palaces. So let's see. Let me do this. What I want to do is go to Genesis here. I have a Bible program, and I can uh, do a search for uh, his maker, and it occurs nine times. Now you can see how God uses the phrase. Can a man be pure before his maker? That's Job 4 and Job 40. Let, a, let his maker bring near his sword. Uh, he is the first ways of the ways of God. Let his maker bring forth his sword. And uh, Psalm 149. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Proverbs 14. The poor taunts his maker. And it goes on. So it seems to be it's just the his is a reference to the created person, the created thing. Okay? Yeah, cool. I was just, I was reading it. I was reading it as like his maker, meaning that he made mm -hmm. the Holy One of Israel. And I guess that's incorrect. Well, obviously it is incorrect. There you go. No problem. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, God bless. Thank you. All right. All right. God bless. All right. Well, let's see. We have three open lines, 877-207-2276. Lee from Salt Lake City. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Hey. What do you got? Um, as a former member of a faith that Which I have faith? left, okay. LDS. Okay. And you were a born-again Christian, and you realized that no one that you have ever known and that you live with now is going to be with the Lord with you. I just, I I don't have verses and chapters and things that I would like to discuss. I just, I just think that 
I'm so well. I'm recognizing the truth of gospel, yeah. and when when you see that other people, other souls, can't are not being drawn, as the scripture says, and they can't hear. You feel alone. Mm-hmm. But I understand that being alone in Christ, when that's the point, is that you are to bring yourself back to his presence. Yeah. And I just wonder how many times that you have dealt with I know you've done a lot of speaking with LDS people on the grounds and the churches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I just wonder how you deal with that. I, I deal with it theologically because it's painful. I have yeah. family members, close family members, who have rejected Christ and know what's in store for them if they continue in that rejection but, and die in that. And but then, then the first words out of their mouth is they are not rejecting Christ, that they believe in Christ, and then you say, well, it's a different Christ, and then you're into the battle of who is Christ, yeah, they and, and yeah. they are. Yeah, they are rejecting and, true Jesus. Mormons do reject the true Christ. They have It's identity theft. They've used his name and his persona and redefined him. Yeah. And... and, and One of my feelings is about individual family members that say, well, what is the point of being in heaven if I'm not going to be with my father or my mother or my brother or my sister or my grandparents, anyone that I've ever known in the neighborhood? What, you know, and you you volunteer that Christ is the goal, Mm -hmm. being in being in the Father's presence is the goal, and there's verses that support that. Yeah. And you, you, you talk about that, and you, you're trying to be, you're trying to spread the good news, mm-hmm. and, and the Mormons reject it. Mm-hmm. You have you have to go back to the parable of the soil and say, well. That soil is not the good soil. Well, but mm-hmm. that soil is the person that you're living with or the person that your parents or the or your brother. And to, to I, I just uh, wanted to encourage everybody to um, seek him and find him and, and, and be... Uh, us by the knowledge that we're going there to be with him and I don't know what we will do there that was one of the questions well if we're not going to go there if we're not going to go there and increase and achieve no, no, and no, learn no. more and become no, no, no. more no 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 that, that's, right no 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 that's our, pres- our present is to go there and to glorify God to glorify God there's going to be a, a an incredible indwell not indwelling but enveloping by God upon us of his glory, his love, his power. 
and it is going to permeate into our souls, into what we are. And fill with it. Such intense and beauty. It. With t- yeah. such intense beauty that we will never be bored. We will never have fear. And it will never end. And we cannot comprehend how great it's going to be. I had a taste of it once when I first was born again. It's incredible. And the, what the Mormons have done is settled for second best. And it's not even second best. It's just they settled for whatever Joseph Smith said. You know, God came to another planet and having relations with his goddess wife, you become gods. I mean, this is all insanity. And they have believed and trusted in a false god, false Christ, and a false gospel. They've stolen the true identity of who Christ is in the scriptures and redefined him. And this is what's going on. So, the and, way to handle and yet this they accuse is, people. And yet they accuse people that are learned in the scripture mm-hmm. of being the part of people that are getting paid. You know, the yeah, it's just a, it's a, paid it's what and, they do. And the, and the, uh, so the learning, the learning say, is the le- yeah, yeah, the learning is criticized. Yes, I know. It's because anyway. the demonic forces don't want Mormons to study. They don't want them to think. They want them to feel. And so this is why the temple ceremony, the devil makes a deal with uh, the preacher. It's what happens. But in that same tem- some temple ceremony, the devil's wearing a dark fig leaf apron. And it's said to be a symbol of his power and priesthood. And the people are then told to put on their fig leaf aprons at that time. The deception and the demonic fingerprints of the evil one is alive and well in Mormonism, but they cannot see it because they don't have the light of Christ, because they are believing in a false Christ. And they will, that's why they ridicule education, thinking, logic, evidence, the facts, the very things that are in Scripture for us to look at. So their damnation, unfortunately, is real. Unfortunately, it'll be eternal. Hold on, Lee. We got uh, we got a, a break. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick live, taking your calls at eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Here's Matt Slick. Welcome back to the show. As soon as Lee is reactivated, we'll get him on the air here. Just want to let you know that I'll be off the air the rest of the week, uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, off on Monday, Tuesday next week. So I'll be back on starting next uh, week, a uh, week from tonight. And I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and all of that. I'm serious. And uh, also, we're just letting you know that we are staying on the air by your support. And if you are appreciative of what you hear on the radio and you like the ministry of CARM.org, the website, which has had 160 million visitors, written about 6,000 articles, and uh, they're there, and they're theologically precise and accurate. And so if you are interested in in, uh, supporting us, please go to CARM.org forward slash donate, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. That would be Awesome. Matching funds drive. Lee, you still there? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to thank you for chatting with me. Uh, you're probably the only person that I've been able to speak with and dare to speak with. Um, and I just wanted to kind of end the call by saying that how much we love the Mormon people 
how much I've loved being with them and growing up with them and and they're they're good people I love them to death and I, I appreciate you chatting with me and God bless okay one more thing before you go there is a ministry down there in Sandy Utah and it's run by uh, Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson and they're friends of mine and you can go to mrm.org, mormonismresearchministry.org. They're Christians, and uh, they're good people, and they can put you in fellowship or contact with other yeah, Christians. Yeah, I've, I've heard them on the radio also. Okay. Yeah, they're good guys. All right, I appreciate you. I know a great deal. Okay, you're welcome. Well, God bless. All right. Thank you. Sure. Bye. Okay. Um all right, we've got a caller coming in, but also I have been producing uh, one-minute videos, less than one-minute videos, and Ernie's been putting them up in different places on the Internet, shorts and reels and things like this in different places, and uh, they're blowing up apparently in a good way. Uh, a lot of the Catholics in particular are really upset with some of the stuff I say. Oh, they're really going to be upset with something I, I did today. Uh, the Eucharist and and um, uh, magic. Okay, <laughs> there's a connection <laughs> in Catholicism. So uh, if you are interested in checking those out, just so you know, you can go to karm.org forward slash o n e the the the, uh, the word one, karm.org forward slash one. And what you'll find there are uh, four, I think, four or five uh, listing uh, doc, uh, topics there, and only two of them are are linked because we're still working on the others. This is early stages. And if you click on the Christianity one or the Catholicism one, you can then see the topics that have been done in uh, one minute or less videos. And you can click on them. And we have like five, four or five different venues that we're linking them to. So we like Facebook, Rumble, uh, YouTube, uh, let's see, uh, X, which is, you know, used to be Twitter, and uh, MeWe, and something else, I forgot which. But at any rate, so you can click on whichever one you want, and you can just see them right away and direct. It opens up. So they're there, and we're going to be producing a lot of these, um, and that's the idea. MeWe and Gab also, that uh, Ernie is putting them on. Thanks, Ernie. So there you go. And I just want to let you know, hey, folks, look, we stay on the air by your support. Please uh, support us. We do need that. And if you are so kind as to do that, would you consider 5 maybe even $10 a month? And you can go to karm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. And it'll be matched. If you put in $5 a month, that's 60 for the year, and that'll be doubled. It'll become another 60 that goes in. And if you increase uh, anything that you've already been, if you move it from 5 to 10, that increase of 5 will then be doubled as well. So there you go. And we do need that support. Uh, and it's matching funds drive for the month of December. It's got to be in by um, December 31st. Just let you know. All right, let's get to Lindsay from Glendora, I believe it is, California. Lindsay, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matt. Um, I had a question. Um, my husband thinks that a church should have a plurality of elders. Um, and he gave me some scriptures. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> and I, him, I say, I said, well, I maybe. Get down there. What's that? <laughs> I said maybe it needs it, maybe, but he well, really feels that it should. 
And I'm like, well, what about a deacon or two? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> well, here, here we go. All right. So what if you only have, hypothetically, five people in a rural area and they gather for a church meeting and you have one pastor and he's a, he's a functioning elder? Can you have another yeah. elder? Well, you know, normatively speaking, we want a plurality of elders. Normatively speaking, we should have that. Yeah. But if it, you know, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it's just not enough people, you know. And sometimes you have a church split, and sometimes a new church is started, and you can't uh, develop that. Sometimes it takes a while to raise up men to be good elders and, be, and train them. So if I were to start a church or took over a church and there wasn't any elders in there, I'd say, okay. I'd make an announcement to the congregation, you know, when it's appropriate. Say, look, I need men, godly men who, and here's the stuff, if you are thinking about becoming an elder, uh, I want you to pray about it. And I'm going to warn you why it's bad. you got to do work. Yeah. you got to understand what's going on. You come under spiritual uh, attack. And you got to listen to me teach you, okay? And so there's a lot of bad stuff in there. And so you got to know. And uh, the men who survive that, you know, they'll uh, they'll rise up. And so, normatively speaking, yeah, there's a plurality of elders, but uh, practically speaking, not always. Okay. Yeah, that's what he's kind of. We're kind of there right now. And he said, "Yeah, guys, like if we don't get any, I'm thinking we should close." No. Like no, no, I'll, no, give no, no. Too, you know, I'll give no, it some time. I'll give it some time. Well, <laughs> he's too good of a guy for that. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> And he, I'm going to come down there, and i got to give him a, just point my finger at him, you know, give him a stern look. I told him how you're supposed to get men to do stuff like that. You told him that yeah. you line them up in a bow at a bench, like, really close together, mm -hmm. and you Slap just put him. your hand on the first, and you just, you know, <laughs> but it's not working. I'll come down there. You guys, we got to get down there and do some fellowship stuff and let me preach or teach or help out with the guys. How many people are in the church? How many are there? I would say like 25 consistent people, okay? Okay, and how long has it been going? Ooh, it's been like, I want to say four or five years. Okay. Okay, so he's it, it, there's no rule in the Bible that says you have to have pl a plurality of elders. No rule. Okay. It says you must. If you have one, and I know him, and I'd vouch for him, and you know <laughs> I love him. He's a good guy, okay? I know. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a good guy. And uh, I have a lot of respect for him, okay? I really do. And so, you know, he's bilingual. He knows his stuff. He's a humble man of God. He's awesome, okay? So you've got a good man there. And so he's certainly, right. from what I've seen, uh, qualified to be an elder. And he needs, I believe, he needs to keep doing it and keep sticking with it and to continue to pray and ask God to raise up men, to raise them up. That's what, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that, and but I think right. the thing is, like, he's a little bit discouraged in that yep. it hasn't happened, and 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 I can see that. so yeah, <laughs> I can see it because a lot of people don't know what it means. How about if I come down there and we do a how to okay. be an elder seminar, and uh, then good, no, one's gonna, <laughs> no, no one's gonna no one's gonna want to join in. But you know what? Let me tell you something, okay. There was, this okay. is a true story. I, I'll, I'll get the stats and numbers mixed up, but it doesn't matter. When they were trying to go, I think it was the South Pole, back in the early 1900s, they put a, an ad mm -hmm. in the paper looking for guys to sign up. And it was, hey, here's a venture to the South Pole. We're looking for guys to sign up, and, you know, it'll be in a ship, and blah, blah, blah. No one came, and no one signed up. 
Then the yeah. guy got an idea, and he said, uh, "We need." He put another ad: "Dangerous trip to the South Pole, no guarantee of survival, hardship, and difficulty are guaranteed." And he says, when they opened up, there were more people than they could handle to sign up That's for this. That's hilarious. Now, why is that? Why is it? Because men need a challenge, and the eldership they is do. a challenge. And they need to know their doctrine. They need to know it well. They need to know what to teach, what not to teach. They need to be responsible men in their families. Now, tengo una pregunta. Is this in the Spanish version of the church, or is it in English? This is for just English speaking. English okay. speakers. Like, well, if they're bilingual plus, but you know. Yeah, I get it. So he's speaking in, in English. Okay, well, he can raise up these elders, and he needs what he needs to do is start laying out the difficulties. This is what it is. If I were, uh -huh. if I was, you know, say, this, you know, G man said, "Hey, could you speak about being an elder?" Go, okay. I'd go right to the text okay. and say, "This is it. This is what it requires. Are you men up for the task? Who in here can do this? Who in here is being called by God? It's a difficult thing. It's not easy." But it's good. God calls his men, not women and not boys, but real men, to rise up for this responsibility. G-Man's a good guy. And then what I would do is I would insult him with something. You know, I just have to insult him somehow. And then I would turn back to the crowd and I'd say, you know, he's a good guy anyway. You know, I would. Because you know, got to do something like that. That's what <laughs> guys do. Right. I like that job requisition idea because what, that's what I was talking to the ladies about. Because I was saying, ladies, like, you know, and the ladies are like, let's pray. Let's get them. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But listen, like, we could put a Craigslist ad out there and be like, wanted, elder for a church, benefit, no pay. And I was like, I was because ladies were like, let's find one outside. And I said, ladies, I mean, I have to be real, real with you. I don't think people are going to sign up for that job. But I said, maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe I don't have enough faith, you know, like maybe there are people who want that job. So I like your idea of like wanted, elder, very difficult, sleepless nights, long hours, calls all night and day, no pay, <laughs> horrible. It's, it's horrible. That's right. Horrible job. Horrible and then job. see what happens. I mean, yeah. okay. All right. I'm thinking, well, that's right. I'm thinking I, like a lady. I think like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would go through the requirements that are there in the scriptures in Titus and in uh, Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 3. And then what I think what G-Man needs to do, what Jordan needs to do is um, he needs to really be praying and considering individuals and approach yeah. them one-on-one -on -one and spend time with them and start yeah. discipling them. That's what he's got to do. All right? Yeah. And you can always Thank talk you. on the phone and stuff. Okay. All right, Lindsay. God bless. Thank you. God bless <laughs> right, we'll you, too. All right. Bye. All right. They're in Southern California. They're great folks. They are. Hey, look, uh, we're going to be off the air in a few seconds, and I'll be back on the air next week uh, because I'm taking the rest of the week off, and then won't be back on the air until Wednesday of next week because, let's see, I got this right. i to make sure I get all this right. Yeah, I'll be back on uh, the 27th, 28th, and then we're going to have a couple days off for the, um, the holidays. So I'll be back on in the middle of the week for a couple, three days. So, hey, I just want to let you guys know that we are having a matching funds drive. And if you are so inclined to support us, please consider doing that. Whatever you donate will be doubled. We have a matching funds donor. Just go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. All the information you need is right there. You can send us a letter doing that. And sometimes people do that. They'll write a letter and say thanks and all this kind of stuff. 
and we really appreciate that. Um, just there you go. All right. May the Lord bless you. By his grace, we're back on the air next week. So have a great weekend, everybody. God bless. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.